Andy, Jimmy has the day off, I guess, for, I don't even know what he's doing really, to be honest, but two of us holding down the fort today, Sean was going to join late night last night, shit happens, so here we are, <laughs> but um, Andy's back from hunting, as we, as we mentioned, he got a deer, so Andy, if you will, pretend as if for a moment you're Bob Ross, paint us a picture of how it went down. Paint you a picture. Okay. Um, what were you? Where were you sitting? Was, what was? How was the weather? It was. It was the first day that we were there. Um, oh, nice and early. So we out, yeah, we went out in the morning, and then nobody saw anything. And then in the afternoon, I went to this new tree stand. Which, if you don't know what a tree stand is, it is a metal chair that goes basically like. 15 feet up into the air um, so that you're above the ground so it's way up high you just sit there and you wait for some deer to come in and one just happened to come over my right shoulder and didn't see me and I was hunting with a bow and I drew back which is probably the hardest part because you need to make sure that the deer don't hear or see you when you draw back your bow deer didn't see me and I made a perfect shot right through the lungs and it died very quickly distance uh 25 yards nice which is like kind of a medium shot um you generally your shots are between 10 and 40 yards so mine was about 25 and it was a small not small but uh it could have aged a little bit more to make it a nicer buck but it was a smaller eight point which is pretty good Kept my stats up for points per buck because I had a nine point last year. Nice. And this was an eight point. So, yeah, Ooh. it was a pretty good trip. Solid. And, uh, like you said, I got it out of the way early, so I got to relax. I didn't really have to go out in the morning when everybody was waking up at 530 in the morning to go outside to hunt. I just slept in. And Hell yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. Well, uh, a bow to the lungs is a pretty good segue into our first segment <laughs> as Colt coach Joel Quinville coach Q was fired this past week after the Hawks missed the playoffs last season and then after getting off to a hot start this year we're on a five game losing streak at the time Jeremy Colleton was promoted from Rockford or no not you know, is, is it Rockford? Yeah, Rockford. Yep. And um, he's 33, so he's the youngest coach in the NHL. He's skated with a lot, some of the players on the Hawks in younger levels. He played in the NHL for a little bit, I think. And uh, they've played two games since then and have lost both and didn't score yesterday. Get shut out. and uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation when, obviously, Q brought three cups 
to here or uh, to Chicago when we hadn't won in was it like forty nine years, I think. Right. Um, and to do him like that this early in the season, when given some of you know the roster the last two years hasn't been great, so. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're kind of on the same page about this, but it's it, it, it sucks because of all that he's done. But at the same time, the team hasn't been what we're accustomed to the last season and then start to this season or this stretch see, at least. See, a year ago, I would have said that, you know, maybe it is time for a coaching change. Just kind of shake things up, get the locker room in a different mindset. You know, some guys get comfortable with coaches and then they're not playing as hard where Quinville's a like yell in your face guy, which it does take a little bit to get used to. But if you get accustomed to that and you get comfortable, you're not pushing as hard as, you know, if you're a younger skater and you're trying to really impress the coach and whatnot. A year ago, I would have said that a coaching change would have done them well. In their current state, though, The problem is not with their head coach, whoever's behind the bench, or anything like that. The problem is the roster that's been put together over the last few years, like you alluded to. And that, in and of itself, lies with Stan (coughs) Bowman. Stan Bowman has made very questionable trades that now, in hindsight, you know, last year when Jalmerson got traded and... Vinny Henestroza got traded and Panarin got traded, you know, in the moment they were like, okay, we're going to save some cap room here. Um, Got some expiring contracts. Brandon Saad was a good player. We're getting him back and blah, 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 blah. Everything's 2020 hindsight. But now you go back and analyze these trades. We've got, I think like 5 million in cap room right now. That's just sitting there. The roster that could have been put together to stay under the cap, if you look at it, is just ridiculous. Like we could have, we could have kept uh, Tavo Teravainen, who would have been on a lower end contract. We could have kept Hartman, who would have been on a lower end contract. Jalmerson, and then uh, Hinnestroza, who's like two or three years into the league. The roster that could have been put together and still stayed under the cap is just it's absurd if you look at it on paper and the the guys that they got while we came out and I mean they were on like $800,000 contracts 1.2 Bowman went out and re-signed guys for more money that he would have been paying you know like Hinestroza or Jalmerson or Hartman like those guys are proven in the locker room right he Especially went out and got these guys I think right. Jalmerson was the big one because at the time he was our he was our best defenseman at that time. Duncan Keith was already on the decline from from the Norris Trophy winning Duncan Keith, and yep. Seabrook has I don't know he's he's been better this year, but he's still not what we need him to be for the money that he's making. And this is obviously the price that you pay for winning three Stanley Cups in a short period of time. You got to pay guys that at least three, potentially four that could be future Hall of Famers. So, yep, I mean, that absolutely. just comes with the territory. But it's like you said, I th- I definitely felt the same way. Like, the wrong guy got thrown under the bus for this because the roster moves that have been made the last few years 
have been questionable. And it's a path- it's a pathetic attempt for them to try and save their jobs because all it does is buy them a little more time, Bowman and McDonough, right? By shipping off Q and bringing in Colleton, who's never coached in the NHL before, and he's gotten high praise for what he's done in Rockford. So I hope he I hope he works out. But all signs right now are pointing to that the Hawks are going to have a bad year. Or not horrible. They're not going to be last place in the NHL or anything like that. But they'll likely miss the playoffs with the current roster that they have, still with five million dollars sitting on their cap. And Colleton will probably be either put back down in Rockford, and the Hawks will go out and sign like a higher profile coach. But this move just buys Bowman some time, unless he makes some roster shifting move with this cap space that they have, all it does is prolong his job until the end of the year. If they miss the playoffs again, I have to imagine that he's gone with what he's done to the team and getting rid of Quinville. Right. And it, it doesn't help that you play in like, you like the central division is a gauntlet in the the Western conference. It's It's, the best division in the hockey. It's ridiculous. And you know, the avalanche have turned it around now too. So they're, I mean, the Hawks are probably the worst team in the division Mm -hmm. when you look at it really. And, uh, that's a really far fall from grace from where it's been the last almost 10 years before this. So it's, it's a weird spot to be in. Um, and obviously you've seen that Taves got off to a hot start this year, which is, um, something we haven't seen the last few years. And Kane is playing maybe his best hockey ever right now. And See, he and won. That, and that, an that's MVP. exactly what, what leads people to believe that like the problem is not with the coaching. If your best players are playing their best hockey, right. but your overall team is trash, you're not, you're not going to do well. So right. right now, Taze, Taze and Kane are playing out of their mind. Keith is looking a lot better. Yoki Haru has been great at the at the blue line, but an overall te- it's a team game. You need four lines to be clicking on all cylinders. But well, yeah, as a key, exactly like, team cohesive unit, they're just not good. When you look at it, when the Hawks were winning Stanley Cups and going far in the playoffs every year, they were they had three four lines deep. Three, four lines that could score every year. And, yep. and yeah, like the star players were great, but they, the players on their line were also chipping in. It was everyone in the playoffs. That's when it was, yep. you know, that's what got Brian Bickle a ton of money. And, you know, that that's what, unfortunately, that's what led to a lot of these issues as well because all these other guys that are playing on the line with these superstars back then are coming up huge in the playoffs, you know, series shifting Stanley Cup winning moments and so it's you know when you when you win like that eventually there's going to be a a fall from grace and it's you know you look at the Penguins they just obviously just won two straight recently but before that they were like right when the Hawks were coming up to prominence they won a Stanley Cup in like 2008 I think when Crosby was like really new into the league and then they kind of fell off for a while until they rebuilt their team. And now, obviously, right. they've come back with – and but you look at them, Crosby and Malkin were obviously younger at that time. And they were yep. they were at a transitional phase almost. So it's for the Hawks, it's tough because their good players are getting older. So it's not 
Right. And if they I don't mean, do it on the, the fly, perfect, yeah, it's the Penguins are a perfect example that if if you are going to try and rebuild, you you can't do it on the fly. You keep your core guys, but then you need to literally just deconstruct your roster and then rebuild it how you want to. You can't just pick and choose. Okay, this guy's a really good player. Let's just insert him into our current lineup no matter how he fits. This guy's a good player. He's going to score some goals. But, it again, it's a team game. You need to build your roster like you need to and how your coach wants to coach. And it's just the Penguins are a perfect example of how to do it because they dipped down. They were bottom of the playoff brackets for a few years. And then they get back and they win two cups with the same exact core, essentially, that they that they had when they won in 2008. So... It's just frustrating. It's a weird place for us right. to be in. We're not accustomed to it, and well, because and you look back, and I don't, I don't want to make it sound like Bowman hasn't done anything because you look back. The first Stanley Cup team was predominantly Dale Talon. Um, yep. You know, Bowman got brought in, but then the 2013 and the 2015, he had to retool between those ones. So you know, back Agreed. then he did a good job, but in the years since. And obviously you have things like we mentioned the last two years before this, Taves has had his worst seasons, but that included missing the playoffs. And then the year before that, uh, number one seed in the Western Conference. So you know what I mean? And they got swept by the, you know, eventual, um, did the Nashville go to the Stanley Cup that year? Yeah. Yeah, they lost. Western Conference Champions. To the Penguins. So, um, So, yeah, I mean, it's. It's it's just tough, like you said, because we're we're not used to this. We're used to getting into the playoffs and advancing, and now it's like not even guaranteed playoffs anymore. And I hate my life. So it sucks. Fuck like that, you dude. like you said, you've said this months and months before, where you expect the Blackhawks to be good amongst all our other Chicago teams right now, and now they're the ones that are starting to go backwards while the other ones are going forward. Well, at least right now I have the Bears that are playing well so um you know this next three weeks will be telling as far as that goes so if the blackhawks suck again this year if the bears can keep rolling that like you know the rest is okay with me but yep you know years past now the bulls suck with all the guys injured um (laughs) and you know the the socks are still a year maybe a couple years away probably so Oh well, Chicago rolling into definitely not rolling Boston. into the Bears though. Right. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about the NFL and one of our favorite video games, which is Fortnite. Um, made a pretty monumental deal to pair together Fortnite and the NFL, where now you can buy a skin in Fortnite of your favorite NFL team and customize it with whatever number you want, which is a huge deal i mean the nfl does not pair up with just anybody and the licensing for nfl logos and things like that is so expensive but you know that fortnite is just making money hand over fist well and here's and these, dude, have you, these do you have you looked at them yet just, yeah okay I was going to say, because they sell, like, different, like, you know, they sell, like, black guy, white guy, Mexican. So, it's like, you know, they split it up. So, people are going to spend even more money to have, you know. Yep. It's 
it's ridiculous, man. And these like licensing deals in general are cost a good amount of money to be able to put logos and things like that into your product. Um, I know our company tried to do a licensing deal with the NFL to do like logoed staplers and we literally couldn't afford to keep the licensing. Like we weren't selling enough of them to pay for the, the cost of putting their logos on there. That's how expensive pairing with the NFL is. So this is such a huge deal for Fortnite and it's so awesome at the same time where you can dude go out and just support your team and it looks like a football player running around and you sent a video this morning of you Perfect dressed example, up dude. as Khalil Mack and you rolled up on amazing. a Packers player and just destroyed him like that just adds another level to the game of Fortnite dude that moment right there because I didn't even know I I was in I dropped in just trying to get a couple challenges and I uh, landed in Pleasant, picked up a minigun, got a kill. Saw I needed one more minigun kill, so I was just chasing this dude down. And I saw he had a football uniform on, but I couldn't see what it was. And I built up, he went underneath me, and I dropped down, and he was trying to heal. And right as I saw him, I was like, yes. I thought it was Rodgers <laughs> at first, because that would have been that would have been that perfect. Been awesome. um, but yeah, it just adds, like, to me, it was like that. It was just so awesome. I was like, all right, that was totally worth it right there. Um, but then, yeah, earlier too, uh, when I got loaded into a game, I saw there was a guy in a Tom Brady skin and obviously, like I said, I was dressed as Khalil Mack. So I'm like sitting there, I'm like, all right, Tom, come for that ass. <laughs> and I, you know, I was playing and later on in the game, I was, uh, fighting this guy and then I got third partied with a bunch of rockets and then it was fucking Tom Brady, dude. I was so oh, pissed. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. Tom came for that ass and, and he got it. Oh, but it, dude, funny. it's just, it's just. At this point, it makes so much sense for Fortnite because everything... It makes sense for both sides because for the NFL, it's just free publicity for them, obviously. Well, not free. It's, it's, it's two, it's, two they, juggernauts you know. pairing together. So, like two um, absolutely massive companies right now pairing together and just making like a super... Right, like Ninja just running around brand. as a Detroit Lions player for the last week. Right. It's just... It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love how Fortnite just continues to find ways to expand and and dominate. And uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't ever, I don't really see myself ever getting sick of it. No. A year year later and it's still the most popular game in the world. And we're still talking about the changes that they make every single week. And it's awesome. It's so much fun. It's just, if you don't play, you should just try. You know, just give it a yeah. shot. You might suck at first. You probably suck at first. Most, yeah, you're gonna get addicted. You're gonna suck at first, but it's fun. So just give it a shot. Um, all right, moving forward to a very, very, very exciting development that came up in the last week. I think early, early this past week, and that is that Vince Gilligan creator of Breaking Bad has a movie in development that kind of continues from where the from what it sounds like continues from where the show left off following Jesse after he escaped spoilers I guess if you know 10 years have passed <laughs> and you haven't seen Breaking Bad but 
Um, Brian Cranston's already come out and said he's he's obviously wants to reprise his role. I'm sure that he, they would figure that out in some aspect, but I'm pretty pumped about this, and I feel like this is something we're going to talk about, you know, a little bit more in this episode too. But I think this is something that might start becoming a trend where TV shows that have either, you know, been off the air or they finish up, they do a movie afterwards. Obviously, we saw it with Entourage. They did a movie. Um, Now we see Breaking Bad making a movie. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead. It has spinoff movies coming and stuff. So it's just it's it's a way for studios and actors and writers to just cash in another payday. Whether or not these things turn out to be good, it's just it it's a money grab, and I'm I'm okay with that personally. Right? Because, oh yeah, hundred like, percent. The Entourage movie, in all aspects of like, if you never really were a huge fan of the show or anything like that, like it it's, was a it was mediocre. never gonna win an Oscar. Like it's exactly. never gonna. But it was if you liked the show, it was but entertaining. As a fan of the show, exactly. And I went it. in, and it it felt like you were back watching the TV show on Sunday nights. And that's exactly what this Breaking Bad movie is going to be if it ends up happening is you're going to feel like you get morphed back into that world with the original actors and the original writers. And I think it's it it's going to be a it's going to be a way for fans to just immerse immerse themselves back into that world. And like you said, it's probably not going to win an Oscar or anything like that. But maybe it will. The fans dude. of the show, which it was one of the most popular shows ever, are going to go watch it. It's going to make a shitload of money, and then that'll be the end of it. You can't just make a you can't make a a movie based off of a TV show, essentially adding on to the end of your like the end scene in the entire series, and then expect people off the street to be like oh let's go see that breaking bad movie i heard that show was pretty good like well dude think about it here's here's what they're gonna do then is they're gonna have this movie and they're gonna obviously it's gonna go in production and then as all this stuff starts going when their marketing campaign comes around amc is gonna pump the shit out of breaking bad oh they're gonna do marathons and everyone's gonna rewatch it's gonna be i'm excited for that but obviously like you said i'm a fan of the show i watch it we watch the show so we're gonna want to see the movie but I'm just like you look at Game of Thrones final season that's coming up in whatever it's coming out. I don't even know. But at, like at this point, no one, everyone is willing to wait because we're getting yeah we're only getting six episodes I think, but they're all between ninety minutes and two hours I think. So we're yep. we're basically getting six Game of Thrones movies movies to right. finish off this whole story that has captivated us for the better part of the last ten years. Yep, and it's just awesome. And I hope I encourage anyone. I would love to see a Sons of Anarchy movie. If I'd go see it. I know they're doing Mayans now, which is basically the same thing. I haven't mm-hmm. watched any of that yet, but bring it all back. I'll go see movies for any show that I ever watch. That's, I agree. Um, Michael it, C. Hall, especially if there's a little gap. Especially if there's some gap in time, like you kind of miss the show. That's how I felt with Entourage. Like there was right. a sufficient amount of time in between the end of that show and when the movie came out, where I was like, "Fuck, that'd be awesome to go see." And I remember sitting in the movie theater when I went to go see it, and then the second that that intro music started, I just got like 
such huge chills going down remembering right? all those awesome episodes that's how it's going to be with everyone to be else. your superhero <laughs> but yeah dude uh, i mean i don't know i just i love movies and tv shows yeah so rolling right into it you kind of alluded to it already um the walking dead which is still going on um Spoiler alert for anybody that is watching The Walking Dead and has not caught up, um, but it's been in the news and whatnot that Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes' character, was planning to leave the show, um, and I believe that happened last week, right? Yeah, he it was pretty much basically due to the fact that he lives in London and yeah. you know the show films in the U.S. and wants yeah. to be with his family. So, but yeah, it was last week was the last episode on the show. I have obviously I'm not caught up. I'm like way behind. I'm I'm not either, but I knew it was Yeah. I knew it was happening. Um pretty big deal since he was the the main character for what 9 years? 9 or yeah, 9 seasons I'm pretty sure. This is 9 the, seasons. Yeah. Um look that so up. So it'll be interesting check. to see how how they continue. Um their plans is to keep on going with the show. They said that they've got like four or five more years of content that they can put out. But now the the talks going around are that they're going to start doing spinoff movies. And Rick Grimes' character, being as he was probably the most popular, um, as he was the main character, that's the first direction that they're thinking about going, is making a Rick Grimes spinoff movie. So, going off of what we just talked about um, with the previous topic... How do you feel about this idea of going off and because The Walking Dead, for me at least, is something that I loved when it was in its prime. Yeah. Oh, and oh yeah. In its prime, I like, think that, it's one of the best shows, but it's... It just, it got old and repetitive. It got so stale, many, yeah. Yeah. So I fell off on watching that. So Same here. It's one of the first shows that I've actually done that with because a lot of shows that, you know, get kind of bad towards the end. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll just ride this out. It's the last season, whatever. This one's still going. And I'm just like, I don't have time for this shit where I want to continue to watch this because I'm just bored. With it. And I know I'm pretty much right there with you, to be honest. I am probably a season or half a season probably a full season behind now because we didn't yeah. finish the second half and for spoilers for anyone listening and at this point I don't I don't, I don't really know what constitutes how far like right. but like when Carl died um, for yeah. me like I, I hadn't watched much since I don't know if I've watched any since then um, and I understand that too um, you know he's a kid he wants to go to school or whatever and be a DJ whatever the hell he's doing now I'm pretty sure he is a DJ actually but um yeah, I w- honestly, I would, like, I am kind of excited about Rick Grimes' spinoff movies, though, because Rick is an awesome character, and this move, like I mentioned before, is because he wants to be back home with his family, and with these spinoff movies for him, they can f- they can film remotely, they can f- do filming in London, so they can, and he has, like, everyone loves Daryl and stuff, too, but Rick is the best character. He's always been the best yep. character. He's the most interesting character. And to me, that's why the show is not as interesting to me anymore. I know Negan is still around on the show. Um, I don't know if he's... I'm pretty sure he's captive right now. Um, 
So I don't know if he's going to rise back up into it, because obviously Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a good actor who could play a big part, but um, I, I'm eventually I'm going to watch and catch up on the show and see how I feel, But because uh, I am curious to see how they send Rick off. And um, But you could totally understand, obviously, their ratings have dropped... I don't know how, no, like a ton, but they're not as what they used to be. They're not they're way down. Um, and obviously, if the show is stale to the fans, you have to imagine, like we said, for especially when you're filming in another country, um, how stale that could get as an actor. Um, yeah. But he will always be Rick Grimes. I think he knows that that's what he'll be first known for. And and again, I'm I'm all for um, you know the Walking Dead. But it's just sometimes shows go too long, and uh, and I, and Going it's hard to let what go. We were just talking about yeah. Breaking Bad was the perfect send off because they didn't drag it out for money. They had an idea that they wanted to go five seasons, and they ended it exactly when it should have. They didn't draw it out any longer than it should have. But then there's other shows like this that have been going on just for too long right and, and i uh, i saw recently actually too that uh michael c hall said that he would be open to doing another season dexter. of dexter just because of how bad the last season was there and like in that <laughs> in in that scenario it's like just just make a movie just do a movie and yeah. like fix you know make a good send-off and then right. you should be good to go yep agreed Okay, so we're going to jump in. This, we got a, just a couple segments today. We had some more, but it got cut down to two-man. So um, we're going to start with casting call. I think we did this one other time. And just in the, you know, speaking of reboots and spinoffs, and, you know, it's a very movie TV-focused episode today. But um, they announced that they're going to reboot Shrek. Illumination, the company that does... Uh, Minions and that whole Despicable Me franchise are they is because Shrek was DreamWorks right is Illumination yeah. owned by DreamWorks or are they separate I believe I believe so okay so I it's think like Despicable a, Me was DreamWorks yeah like, parent company. it's like yeah exactly so um so it's the guy and it's actually the guy who made Despicable Me is doing the Shrek reboot okay. so um. The word out there is actually that they want to try and get the original cast back. Um, but I, I thought it would be kind of fun to, to make our own cast of a new yep. Shrek movie for a new age. Seems a little bit weird to reboot this since considering it was it like early, quick. early 2000s is when this was out. Yeah. Um, and I know they kind of stretched it out and there was like Shrek Christmas that plays on ABC. Right, right, right. But... I don't know. I thought it would be fun anyway. So, um, all right. We we chose to do uh, Shrek, Donkey, Princess Fiona, Puss in Boots, and Lord Farquaad. Um, so, you want to go first, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am coming out and saying that I refuse to recast Shrek. Okay. I am going with Mike Myers. I will not recast him in any way. That is an iconic character. Where I started thinking about it, I was like, all right, like who does good, like kind of funny voices and whatnot. And anytime I thought of Shrek's voice with that like kind of British Scottish accent, 
all I could picture was um, Mike Bad Myers. Bastard. And he even has that same exact accent in um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I just saw the other day. Yeah. Like, it's the exact same accent that oh, he has in, in Shrek. I was like, okay, there's no way that I'm recasting him. So I'm going out and saying that Mike Myers is still playing Shrek in my reboot. Oh, wow, dude. Um, way to play the game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Donkey, which is another iconic character. Um, I had two options for this. So my first instinct was to go with Keegan-Michael Key. Um but one. then I started thinking about it as well, just because he's got that funny, like, he can do the yelling voice, uh-huh. kind of like Eddie Murphy did. Um, but then I started thinking about it, and I kind of pictured Aaron Paul doing okay. it, because he's got just that, um, he's done BoJack Horseman, where he's got the voiceover, um, he's got the experience doing that, but then... I started thinking about some of his like funnier lines in Breaking Bad, and he's got kind of that dramatic voice where you don't necessarily need his face on there as an actor. He's just kind of got a weird, funky voice. So I'm going with either Aaron Paul or Keegan-Michael Key. Um, well, one or the other. I, I, Who are you going with? I'll go Aaron Paul just to kind of change it right. up a little bit. Going right. on like comedic. Okay. Um, Princess Fiona, I went with Jennifer Lawrence. Um because she is, I started thinking like Cameron Diaz was a pretty popular actress at the time when she was cast. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, also very popular. She's also very funny. So in a comedic cartoon, I think that adds a little bit of depth to have somebody that is actually funny. So I'm going with Jennifer Lawrence for Fiona. Um, Puss in Boots was kind of hard not to think of a Hispanic um, yeah. or Spanish actor. But I actually went with Tom Hiddleston. Oh, okay. Very smooth. I started thinking of people with kind of smooth voices, and that's... I either thought of him or Idris Elba. Oh. So Tom Hiddleston is going to be my puss in boots, not going the Spanish route at, with Antonio Banderas. And then Lore Farquaad, I'm going with uh, Nikolai Coster-Waldo. Is that Jamie, Jamie Lannister? Lannister? Jamie Lannister. He definitely came Game to mind for me. See, he came to mind for me, but then I thought, like, of, of course, I, like, went beyond, and I was like, but but if I went beyond and casted more characters, he'd probably be my Prince Charming. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but... He I just has that very regal voice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, that's, that's my cast. All right, so I definitely, obviously think that, I hope they do the original cast, because, like you said, Mike Myers is just known for that role but i played the game and i recasted (laughs) shrek and i thought about this one and i because shrek there's a lot of like angry speaking and obviously you mentioned the accent so to me i was trying to think of someone uh, with an accent and then i came up with uh chris hemsworth due to the last two times he's been seen on screen as thor in uh, the avengers infinity war and uh thor ragnarok He's had a lot of angry scenes, and um, and to me, I thought about his buddy, buddy, kind of in uh, Avengers with Rocket mm-hmm. Raccoon, and yeah. I kind of saw that almost as like a Shrek donkey, um, and the comedic there, and just his accent. Um, so I don't know. I just tried to think outside the box because, like you said, my sure. f- first first um, instinct is to go just straight comedic actor, but um, I was also trying to think of someone who could yell. 
loud and scare <laughs> yeah. someone. So okay. So then Donkey Two. I feel like my first instinct. I think Keegan Michael Key is a really good one. I, my first instinct for some reason was Kevin Hart, just because I feel like he's kind of like yeah. a new age. No, that's a that's a good one. Like, I didn't even think about like that. a new age Eddie Murphy, but I like fast talking. Yeah, and but can be loud. But then I thought that he. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to go that route because it's like almost too much like Eddie Murphy. So I went with um, Seth Rogen because That's I just think one. he's like a good, um, his laugh is funny. And he's doing Pumbaa, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing Pumbaa. And that's I, I'm sure that'll be pretty funny, but I just think yeah. that obviously he's funny in general. Um, and he's just got like that joking attitude. Agreed. So um, Princess Fiona, I went with Amy Adams. I just okay. feel like she's kind of like a now, like you said, a now actress, and um, her voice is like kind of just like soft and and like kind, like a princess. And For uh, sure. Puss in Boots, like I I totally like went same thing, like Hispanic. I just like I guess does that make me racist? I just associate him <laughs> with like a Spanish. I went Enrique Iglesias. I just feel like <laughs> okay. uh, they could do some like some like scenes with the cat playing guitar and singing and serenading. I like and, that. And then Lord Farquaad, I went with, this might be kind of an uh, outside-the-box one, too, but James Corden. Um, okay. I know he's does, done some voice acting. He was Peter Rabbit. I never saw that or anything, yeah. but he's kind of um, funny, but just like the British, just kind of like, I like that. associate British accents with like royalty and yep. they just speak proper and British. I like that. James Corden would be good. All right. Um, so what do we got? Oh, my bad. Hey, Fozzie, I want you to turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Yes, sir, turn left at the fork in the road. So, I feel like we haven't done this one in a while. I know it's been, it's yeah, been it's like been a, a it's been a jumbled schedule lately, but, um, this one's fun. It's pretty much like Would You Rather, just a couple questions of, uh, to try and, try and make you think on a... For the listeners, Monday morning stroll to work. <laughs> so, um, I just clicked out of mine. You want to go right, first? I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's an interesting would you rather for drinking. Okay. And it is would you rather black out every time you took a sip of alcohol or remember everything with no blackout but always have the worst hangover of your life? Even after just a sip of alcohol. <laughs> Helen's tough. So it's like yeah. anytime you drink, you black out. Yep. Like if you decide just to have one beer with dinner or something, you black out. But same or thing you wake goes up with a horrible, horrible hangover. hangover anytime. Yep. See, that one's really tough because I would hate. I hate the idea of not being able to remember anything anytime I drink alcohol. Yep. It's like, all right, we're going to a Bulls game. Like, I'm going to have, like, two beers. <laughs> what happened at the game black, last night? Like, <laughs> I feel like I would rather wake up with a hangover and just smoke weed or something and make myself feel better. Eat, like, really greasy food or do whatever you do to cure your hangover. Um, I saw an interesting thing. I don't know if you maybe saw Barstool Pat tweeted out the other day that okay. his... His guaranteed instant hangover cure is to stick your feet in a bucket of cold water for like a minute. Interesting. And I don't I've know if it like that. shocks your body into like 
But hmm. uh, I can't really remember the last time I was super hungover, to be honest. Actually, I can't. But it wasn't... It, it was the most ridiculous situation. It wasn't like... I, I, I had like two margaritas. And I feel like <laughs> it was like the sugar from... I don't even know what it was. Yeah. But the next day I woke up with the worst headache. Embarrassing, I know. Crippling hangovers over the last few years. But I don't know. I think I'm going... I think I'm also going with the hangover. As much as hangovers suck the next day, I can't imagine getting blackout every time you took a sip of alcohol. Like right? You just you can't enjoy anything in the moment. It's like I said, point. okay, let's watch the football game. Let's let's all meet up and watch the football right. game today. Have a couple beers. No one remembers what happened. <laughs> Who won the game? Who was there? What did we eat? How many beers did I have? I could have had one beer and forget everything that happened. And then that can't be safe because if I had one beer, I obviously feel like I'm good enough to drive home. And it's like, what? Well, you're blacked out. Even though you should always just Uber. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) This is a safe show. (laughs) Man, I think I'm going over too. All right, let's see. um, I'll go with one now. Um, Okay, this one's kind of like... This one's really weird, but it's interesting. Would you rather swim through 300 meters of shit or 300 meters of dead bodies? <laughs> uh. It's like a really weird question because I feel like, okay, it would be both would suck, right? But it would be a lot harder to swim through 300 meters yeah, of dead bodies. So I'm, going, I'm going with shit because of the fluidity of it. Yeah. That's what Both I was thinking are too. Smell horrible. Like anything dead, I think smells worse than shit. And I'll tell you from firsthand experience, I was just elbow deep in the guts of a deer, and that smells way worse than a pile of shit. Ooh, okay. So anything dead, I think is going to smell worse than shit. I didn't even think about that. Difficult, plus the difficulty of <laughs> swimming through <laughs> just people instead of a fluid substance i'm going with shit i didn't even think about the smell aspect i mean um andy dufresne our good friend andy dufresne swam through shit for freedom so it can't be that bad yeah i didn't dude yeah that's a game changer the smell aspect that i mean shit smells obviously too but and just swimming through other people's shit just is kind of gross but yep um I think either situation, I hope I'm never in either one. Yeah, both are pretty horrible. I don't Hopefully I never have to make that decision. Yeah, um, yeah I don't even know. <laughs> if if I'm ever at a crossroads where those are the only two options, I yeah, might I'm just... turn around. Yeah, I'm just, just run back the other way. Whatever nope. that way can't be any worse than that. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. I think I had... Do you got any more? I think I had one more. I wanted, I'm trying to... I didn't have another one. Oh, okay, yeah, this one was kind of interesting, too. Um, maybe. Would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth or the end of planet Earth? Ooh. I'm going beginning. I think the end would be just chaos and people being scared and shit like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, It was interesting at first, but then... The only thing to me is like this experience in the beginning that would just be amazing, but then it's like, yeah, but you've got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah, you just have to build upon everything. 
yeah, you're building humanity from the ground up. Right. Which so would it, suck. Which would suck, but I guess you'd be like, wow, this is amazing. And instead of being like, oh my God. You have, you everything... have no, you have no f- like fear of impending death, I guess, right. I guess is the main Right, because the it's main just like, wow. why I'm going with the beginning. I think I'm on that same boat. Yeah. All right. That was the only other one that I had. So solid, solid thought-invoking questions. We like to make people think here. And then that's going to roll us into our final segment of today's episode. We're going to do Hall of Fame and staying in tune with what we've been talking about. We're going to do movie reboots. Um, So obviously having almost been on this earth for close to 30 years, we're getting old, Andy. We have seen some uh, movie series rebooted in our lifetime. Yeah. And uh, looking back, there was there was quite a few that I didn't even think of that popped up, but um, I thought this was fun. So. Same here. I, ones that I definitely didn't like think of off the top of my head, but doing a little research, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So why don't, don't we first. just... Yeah, go ahead. Um, this, I mean, this is by far my number one. Um, the other four were just kind of came along, but number one is going to be the Dark Knight movies. Oh, yeah. Um, Batman, Batman has been redone, I think, four times now in different aspects, maybe five. Um, but the Dark Knight movies were by far the best ones. We've talked about it at length on this podcast, um, how it might be the greatest trilogy ever, and it's up there in all of our lists of movies, in best movies in general. So the Dark Knight reboot was just amazing. Um, going on, I'm going to go with Daniel Craig's James Bond movies. Um, not to hate on Sean Connery or Pierce Brosnan, um, but I thought that when they started, to, excuse me, when they started doing the Daniel Craig movies, it just kind of took it to another level of badass. Um, James Bond kind of had this air about him, which was which was what makes his character great. But then when you add Daniel Craig, he had a little bit of a rougher um, feel to him. And Casino Royale, I thought, started it off great. I thought that was the best one, but I thought all those movies were above the other James Bond movies in the past. Um, This one, my next one was a straight remake, um, Ocean's Eleven, and for that matter, 12 and 13. Um, There was an old movie with, you know, Frank Sinatra back in the day, Ocean's Eleven, and then they remade it with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, all-time movie. Um... I don't think there's many people that would argue that 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 the original is better than the remake because um, that's just an awesome series of movies with those characters interacting with each other. Um, this one I didn't really think of um, until I started doing the research, but Mad Max, the one with uh, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. The original was with Mel Gibson, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um but I thought I thought the most recent Mad Max was awesome. I saw that in theaters in IMAX. Yeah, and so just good. The music and the action in it. There's very little dialogue throughout the entire movie, but I just thought the whole thing front to back was awesome. And I did see the original Mad Max, and it's just it feels dated. I mean, oh, to yeah. be honest. Um, so the remake with all the special effects and whatnot, I thought was a great reboot. And then the final one. Um, I've always been a Star Wars fan, um, but this I'm actually going on the other side of the spectrum. Um, I never really watched Star Trek because it was just kind of 
um, an older TV show, kind of nerdy, not not as much action as other sci-fi shows. But when Star Trek got rebooted with um, Chris Pine, um, I just thought it made that franchise entertaining. And I know the Star Trek um, like original fans were all pissed that they were going in a different direction. But it opened it up to people that weren't Star Trek fans in the beginning. And it kind of made some entertaining movies that opened up to the broader audience. So I'm going with Star Trek for my final one. Solid list. Um, I've got a couple of the same ones that you have, actually. So, um, And I didn't have Mad Max. I didn't even think about that one, but that one's really good. I do have a funny yeah. story with for that movie, though. So I remember... When that first came out, I really wanted to see it because obviously Tom Hardy was definitely super in the now um, then. And um, so I went to like a matinee show, like probably like noon or something. This is back when I was working probably at Bose, so I had like a weekday off. And um, I got super baked before I went there. And then I was the only person in the movie theater. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like the beginning of the movie is really weird, and it's like all you know. Obviously, it's very like um, post-apocalyptic, and there's like those right. creepy. So the movie starts, and the music's all intense, and um, all these like weird people are showing up, and like they're all like right. you know um, indigenous looking and stuff. And dude, it was so intense, I couldn't handle it. I got up and left. <laughs> I feel like it's because I was the only person in the theater. It was, like, freaking me out. Oh, um, and then me and Alyssa went back. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. And honestly, oh, it's, like, it's the only time I've ever felt like that, like, after getting after smoking. Oh, and um, and then me and Alyssa went back later and saw it that night, and it was awesome. And I was, like, I can't believe I it left. The same day. Yeah, the same day. I was, like, we got to go. <laughs> I'm, like, we got to go back um, and see uh mad max and i told her the story and she's like you're so weird and it was oh like, my god that's amazing <laughs> um <clears throat> okay so i'm gonna start with um my number one two was the dark knight trilogy just because that's like um my like one of my favorite movie franchises ever but just obviously like you said it's been redone like three or four or like four or five times now and um, it's just awesome. So uh, number two on my list, actually, I had Star Trek as well. I think that it's J.J. Abrams did the first two, I think. And obviously those movies are just super entertaining. Um, and me and Alyssa love those movies. And for a lot of the same reasons you said, I thought it was um, for as good as Star Wars and all the new ones have been. I feel like Star Wars has always been good. And not to say Star Trek hasn't always been good, but it just hadn't really been done as a movie in the new age. Um, and I know they had the TV series with Patrick Stewart and uh, whatnot, but I just think J.J. Uh, Abrams, everything he does is awesome. So um, number three, I put I had the new It. Um, I'm not really a big fan of horror or scary movies per se, but this was one of the more... Um, entertaining, scary movies that I remember seeing and just going at the movie and thinking it was just a good movie afterwards. But it wasn't as scary as I was expecting. 
Like, there were parts that made me jump and that freaked me out. Obviously, it himself was freaky or Pennywise, but um, I don't know. It was just a good a, a good movie. I wasn't thinking of it as, like, a horror movie when I was in it. I was like, wow, the, the plot's pretty good here. Uh, I, do, I don't do scary movies either, and I actually enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah. Number four, I'm going to go with Mission Impossible because I know Ooh, it was um, it was like an old TV show back in the day and obviously the new series with Tom Cruise I guess I could have put that up higher but I get there's not really an order but the new ones are awesome and for me it's one of the rare movie series especially ac- action movie series that I can remember that seems to have gotten better as the series has Agreed, gone on completely normally it's like and and all the movies have been good to be honest it's not like the like Mission Impossible 1 2 like those movies are pretty good. Mission Impossible 3 is awesome. I feel like it just has gotten better as it's gone on, and that's kind of rare with movie franchises. So you might even be able to throw that up further. But And then um, number five, I had a specific movie, but I guess just in general, um, I put Kong Skull Island. I thought... I, I don't it, think I ever saw that. I thought it was really entertaining. It's not the greatest movie in the world but um i know a lot of other people might say like peter jackson's king kong back in 2005 and that was obviously well received by critics he was big at the time because the lord of the rings yep and it was a good movie i just felt like that one was kind of long and and drawn out and kong skull Island was just more entertaining and just in general kind of the new wave of that the monster movies or whatever with um godzilla they got the new one coming out with um 11 from stranger things yeah. millie bobby brown she's gonna be like the lead character in that one and um like the new godzilla i i, I liked it but i thought it could have been so much better if they had brian cranston in it more and yep. like the young guy they had was kind of weird but um any honorable mentions or um what other ones did i see um, obviously like the, the new star, star wars star yeah. wars movies yep i i put the new x-men even though i like the old x-men um franchise but like the new ones are good too i think sometimes people don't give them enough look because they're like oh the, why they reboot it so quick but um oh i had uh i had the incredible hulk the one with ed norton oh yeah instead of eric banna um i would say probably um we'll wait and see how the second one is but at this point like spider-man the new spider-man movies i think could have been put on here and um when you look at like rebooted movies like superhero movies are so prevalent on there um because i don't know it's just i guess it took them a while to take off Mm-hmm. But it's funny that, like, uh, you know, someone like Spider-Man's been rebooted three times now, but we've had, like, the same Iron Man, Captain, like, Marvel, most of their characters yeah, have just been... Yeah, that's a good point. And, and Batman is just, Batman. like, he's whored out, like, <laughs> poor Batman. His story's sought after, I guess, though. But, yeah. all right, it's a solid episode. Um, we should have, a, should have a full boat next week, I think. So, tune in for that. Um, go Bears. Go Petco. Go Bears. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. Help us out. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Anything else? Apros, let's talk. Um, Tell iTunes. Your Tell your friends. Apros, let's talk. Um, our podcast page is at broslet'stalk.podbean.com. 
for Andy, this is Pat. Later, dude, and I'm going to draw it out again because I forgot to put the thing <laughs> on here again. So. Peace. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. I just like the same thing.